Thank you for joining us um, on our weekly podcast. I am privileged to be sitting here today with John Pritikin, a motivational speaker. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, you're about to speak to our middle school students, and um, we're very excited to hear your messages then. Tell, a little, tell us a little bit about your story and what brings you here today. Yeah, so I've been traveling, speaking to students for the last 25 years wow. in 60 countries to 10 million students. And I tell my personal story. I grew up mentally handicapped, couldn't talk. I was a kid who ate lunch by himself every day. Today, when I talk to the students, I won't tell them to me to the very end. Oh. So I talk about a little boy. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally started doing that, and I'll tell you a story a little bit later why. But um, it's just so I, I can kind of deal with all the pain and hurt that I went through when I share with people. Mm-hmm. So uh, I tell my life story. I wasn't supposed to graduate from college, wasn't supposed to be able, it was kind of a throwaway. Mm-hmm. One part I don't publicly say too often is that I was one of the first kids ever diagnosed with ADD. Oh, wow. 19, I'm going to date myself right now, 1979. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I'm in a textbook somewhere. I, don't, I just don't know where. <laughs> I've been told that. And so, wow. And so, yeah, so I went through all these struggles with speech, had surgery in my throat mm-hmm. later on, um, developed, uh, got better and stronger, and now speaking to students all over the world. And what inspired you to start speaking to students? Yeah, I was in high school. I was sitting in a school assembly. So today, you know, I'll roll up a frying pan like a like a lava <laughs> or saw, a burrito. I, I saw that on your website. <laughs> yeah, so I did. I, I'm in a Guinness Book of World Records for that. My picture's in the 2009 book, mm-hmm. page 12. And uh, <laughs> check it out, everybody yeah, yeah. at home. <laughs> Second paragraph, but uh, <laughs> I tell about that because I'm insecure. Right. <laughs> That's right. Why I wipe my teeth, but um, and so. Uh, I, I was sitting in a school assembly and a man came and he ripped a telephone directory and half a phone book. I, I do that to this day. Wow. This is hard to find. And so, thanks Google, you know. <laughs> yes. But, uh, and he bent a steel bar, like I'll, I'll do that today. And he shared inspirational stories. He didn't share his personal story, he shared inspirational stories. Uh-huh. When I was in college, I called him and he mentored me. Wow. And so, I'm a product of a school assembly. Wow. So, I wanted to help students like he inspired me. So, you want to touch students and assemblies like yeah, emotionally you touch impacted. them and be mm-hmm. with them and help them out so yeah well speaking of our children that you want to impact yeah. what is the most important thing that we we can teach our children i i think you know that's a, it's a that's a, a complicated <laughs> question i i think that i don't if i had to say that i don't think there's one thing that's super important but i think there's a, the big thing is is letting people know how special they are circumstances and things will happen in your life but as if an individual knows how special they are, they can handle it. It's mm-hmm. like a boat can be on the ocean, an open sea, be around waves and wind and storms, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's completely safe as long as the water stays outside the boat. Right. But when the water gets into the boat, then we have an issue. Right. So you can handle things in life, fear, and anxious feelings, all this stuff, mm-hmm. but as long as it doesn't get inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so if we can teach students and people that no matter what adversity comes your way, to always remember that you're special as an individual and to not to give up, mm-hmm. that your tough times will come, but they don't last forever. Mm-hmm. You can't have spring without winter. Right, that's Sometimes true. we just go through these seasons, but you got to remember how special and not to ever give up. Mm-hmm. Those are very important messages, and we call that resiliency in school. Mm, yeah. But uh, definitely, definitely hard to teach, but critical. Yeah. Our theme of the year this year is team building. Yeah. We were talking before about our hashtag better together. Um, why is teamwork important? 
Well, it's, it's one thing. You can accomplish stuff on your own, but you can accomplish a lot more when you have a team together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great teams who are out there. And the, if you look back to whether they won a Super Bowl or a World Series or a World Cup, is mm-hmm. they really work together as a key element. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 90s, uh, it was the Chicago Bulls. You know, it was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, had all these different people working together that made them this elite, elite team. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that teamwork is such such a critical, critical thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. But and how do we cultivate teamwork skills in our students? Well, I think it's about encouraging. So, yeah. so many times that, like, let's say someone's not doing well, the person who's more the elite person will sometimes talk down to that person. Uh-huh. But if we can be an encouragement to each other, mm-hmm. saying, I, I remember I, I went out and played high school football. I was terrible. Mm-hmm. I played, the only position I played you was You don't look out. like you would be no, terrible. No, no, yeah. <laughs> But I wasn't a good athlete at all. Mm-hmm. But I remember this guy, he was the number one athlete. He went on to play for the 49ers and did all this stuff. And But he said, hey, stand next to me. Do this, do that, do this. He's still to this day my best friend. Wow. And But he's the one who changed what happened to me. I was a kid who went all alone to someone who had friends because one person reached out to me. Mm-hmm. But what he did, he became a team builder on that team. He would encourage everybody. So everyone played a little bit better. We had a really good season. Mm-hmm. And that was on the field. But he made me feel like I was a starter because of that teamwork. Mm -hmm. So I think as a team, we can encourage each other. Mm -hmm. Now, I do a lot of corporate speaking, and I've I've worked in Major League Baseball for 11 years, speaking Mm -hmm. to all the Major League teams, and from the Yankees and the Mets, to everyone you can imagine. And the one thing that would destroy any team, any corporation, uh, even when I speak to the military or the IDF, one thing that would destroy a platoon is when people start talking about each other, Mm -hmm. or start talking about each other behind each other's Mm -hmm. back. And that can really destroy something. You know, we want to be a time where we can encourage each other. It is ironic that you're bringing that up because we have a weekly uh, portion that we read in Mm. the Torah. Mm -hmm. And um, our school sends home a discussions questions about it. Mm -hmm. And our topic this week, everybody look out for it, is Mm -hmm. exactly when you talk about people behind their back, how that impacts the team. Yeah. And how that erodes team. So it's interesting that you said that. And... And, and some of what you were saying really speaks to your message about noticing that other people are special because you don't talk down to somebody if you appreciate what they bring to the team. Sure, yeah. So it all kind of goes hands in hand. Yeah. That they sh- that kids should feel that they're special and they should also recognize that yeah. everybody's special and bring something uh, to the team. So there are a lot of challenges that face educators today. Yeah. What's, what's one that you might think is maybe the greatest challenge or an important one for us to overcome with our students? You know, I, I think for teachers especially, it's they have a difficult role. Is that um, you're you're trying to encourage students and teach them knowledge, but bring discipline to the classroom at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you have this classroom management thing, but then uh, you have to deal with uh, the administration. You have to deal with uh, the parents of the student, and so it becomes really really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was a teacher for a lot of years, elementary school. And I remember she did things for that class that no student, no parent ever saw. And parents would make an appointment to come criticize or complain about what she was doing, but they didn't see all the work she was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to bash on any parent, please know that. Of course. But I'm just saying they just didn't see all the work she was putting in. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes uh, as educators, they don't feel encouraged. And I think that's the thing is we can encourage our teachers, mm-hmm. you know, um, they'll, they're going to do a better job. And if I was talking just to teachers, I would say this. If you really want to win a student's mind, win their heart. Mm-hmm. If you want to win the mind, you got to win the heart. Mm-hmm. And so there's times a student walks into your class and they might have talked back to you, 
might have showed up late. And it's not because they're being disrespectful. It's because maybe they're going through something else at home, in social life, mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. And so we we got to win the, the students' hearts. That's my big thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, what can parents do to raise children who are emotionally healthy and well-rounded? Nah. In your I, opinion. I, 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 I always say that if I could probably uh, fix half the problems that I have to deal with in all the schools I speak at, if I could talk to the parents, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times the students do things and act a certain way because they've learned it. And I, there's something I like to do. I like to put my headphones in and walk around Target and Walmart, but I don't listen to anything. I listen mm-hmm. to conversations. Mm-hmm. I listen to how parents talk to their students. Uh, and it, at times it really breaks my heart. Uh, I was just recently in South Africa speaking at a school and I was talking about my daughter and I said, I'm not the best dad in the world. I try to be. We go on a date every week. We've been doing that since she's two. She's 16 now. And as a father of a teenager, I want to say, maybe you don't have a good relationship with your father today. As a father, I want to say, I'm proud of you. Now watch these 2,600 students just start break down crying. And then I was on a field outside and they just rushed me. And they literally had to pull me out because I had to go to another school. And a lot of times students just want to feel loved mm-hmm. and appreciated and encouraged. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say, if you're dealing with a child that has a little bit, let's say, a rebellious streak, as people might say, um, spend time with them. Just try to, try to take them out of the element and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading an article in a magazine years ago. There was a lady who was the vice president of a bank, and she takes her little boy to school. And the principal and the teacher pulled the, the mom out of the classroom as a child goes in and says, hey, we tried everything to help your, your, your student out. There's just no hope. So she gets on the subway. She goes into the city. And on this crowded train, with all her education, all her success, the article says she stands there and she's crying. Tears run off her cheeks on her suit. She says out loud in front of everybody, there's got to be hope for my little boy. I looked to the bottom of the article and saw it was my mom who wrote it. And that's how I started to share my story. Oh, wow. I wouldn't be here today if she wasn't for her. She encouraged me when she everyone was negative. Wow. She was always positive. Mm-hmm. And there might be someone who's listening to this podcast today that might have a child with attention problems, speech, learning, autism, whatever it might be. I just want to encourage them. If I can make it, they can make it. Don't mm-hmm. ever give up on your child. That is a powerful, powerful message. Thank you. We are, you're about to go address our students, and if I pull any of them over at the very end, what, and I say, what did you learn from this speech? What are you hoping they'll say? Hmm. I hope they don't walk out remembering I rolled up a frying pan or broke a bat. I hope they will walk out knowing how special they are as an individual. That um, tough times come, they don't last forever, as I said earlier. But maybe if they see someone who's going through a tough time, to be a hero to them. Mm-hmm. That's the title. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about better together, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we also want to be heroes. Heroes help out people who aren't as strong as they are and That's go true. through tough times. So maybe they can help out someone who's going through a tough time. Okay, well, thank you for addressing our students, and thank you for joining us on our school podcast, and um, we're looking forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, it's an honor. All right. Uh, parents at home, don't forget to print up your table talk, and Shabbat Shalom.